0: Everyone, I hope the coffee is great. I hope it's extra strong. The tea, well, hey, I hope it hits the spot. And that English muffin, I I mean, you tell me, is it grape or strawberry jam? Either way, it's the Monday morning. And, well, this is the Monday morning commute podcast. My name is John. And, well, here's my thing, everyone. Let's have a great day. Uh, This weekend was full of entertainment for me. And I really want to get into that. But first, I want to preface the environment I'm in right now. and And it starts about 30 minutes ago. I was actually shirtless in the kitchen. Um, I had, I, what, hold on, Fruit of the Loom boxer briefs, uh, some Under Armour athletic shorts. Um, I had a Padres a hat on, this is very one. If you, if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, right, it's going to be Here's My Thing podcast, Twitter, uh, and then John underscore Aristotle on Instagram. But if you follow my social media, I'll put a video and you could see literally what I was wearing. But I kid you not, I'm, I'm in my kitchen, like I said, shirtless, Fruit of the Loom boxer briefs, Under Armour shorts, and a Padres hat. Uh, It is a new, it's a 5950 New Era cap, 7 eighths, And I had it on backwards. Why I had it on backwards, I don't know. That's not really my thing. But I was on backwards, and I was eating a DiGiorno's Rising Crust, a sausage and pepperoni pizza that was way too hot to be eaten. And here's the thing. I wasn't even hungry. I literally don't know why, but it was so hot. But I kept eating it. I just kept shoving it in my face to the point where I literally, I burned my mouth, but I kept eating, but I kept eating. I felt like a champion, just powering through. But then I realized midway, I'm hurting my body. I'm powering through and I'm showing great will and determination, but at what cost? And so I did what any champion would do and I called an audible and I went into the fridge and I grabbed a a, a jar of uh, pepperoncinis, um, shredded, and I figured the, the logic was, oh, they're cold. It'll help cool down the pizza and I can still eat it. Okay, I can see where I'm going with that. I then convinced myself that it was appropriate to put cold pepper genies on a pizza, which I did. Did it work? Mm, not really. It, it helped, but it was still really hot. I still ate a lot of it. Was it Good. Not bad. Would I do it again? Yes, but I wouldn't tell anyone. I'm a little ashamed. But that's the vibe. I'm in my room right now. The temperature wise, it screams 91 degrees. I, it's probably somewhere 78. Outside, we might be at 72 degrees. Um, I'm sweating, is the point. And I think by the end of this podcast, some of the viewers are going to think, oh my gosh, he has such a beautiful aura about him. That's not an aura, it is sweat. Um, I tell people I sweat a lot because I'm Greek. Um, and I just actually confirmed, the reason I say that is I, I hear the word Greek and I think of the word Greece, like the country, but I, but I think of G-R-E-A-S-E. And when I hear the word Greece and like someone's greasy, I'm like, oh, he's, oh, he's greasy, sweaty. So that's, that's kind of how I came to that conclusion. Not very scientific, but it's a conclusion nonetheless. Everyone, um, this week in entertainment, I found myself... At buffalo wild wings with a blue collared shirt on with one too many buttons undone to the point where i think i might have made my waitress a little uncomfortable i'm wearing brown pants and black shoes i didn't match i didn't look good the hair was out of place i'm alone at the bar with half a pint of coors light to my right in a in a in a tray of absolutely demolished buffalo wings to my right there's no blue cheese left we got messy come on I'm sitting there and I'm watching UFC 226. I've become a fan recently. I'm not gonna lie. This kid from my old high school shared a video of Conor McGregor in 2015, and I kind of got on board. Then prior to that, I always thought, you know, UFC was like guys with tattoos who just swung for the fences. Um, like I thought of Chuck Liddell, and like I think when you think of Chuck Liddell, you don't think of an artist, a martial artist. You think of a guy who's gonna like pick a fight with you at the bar and just happens to be like really good, has like old man strength. And just like pummel everyone outside of the bar um, and then like spit on you and walk away. And I don't want to buy into that. That's not my idea of, of that. like, that's, that sounds like cage fighting. Now I think of the UFC as more, it's like, you know, the MMA. Keep in mind, I don't like fighting. Like, I'm not, a, I do not like street fighting or any of that. But I appreciate the UFC. I can buy into the storylines. These are professionals. I think it's beautiful at times. Sometimes it might be a little sickening, but I, it's exciting. And I, and I buy into it. But I will admit, I will admit there was one moment where I was sitting there at Buffalo Wild Wings alone with a shirt that for all I, for all I care, you know, might've actually been completely, I might've been shirtless at this point. Um, I'm saying that I'm not, I wasn't shirtless, but the buttons were undone, but I know I'm, I'm looking at the TV and I'm thinking to myself, why do I like this? I I literally, I I had this like existential moment. I I was like looking at myself and I was just like, what are you doing here? And I looked around and I didn't recognize anyone. Um, I looked at the bartender, kind of like, what's the movie? Like Miracle on 48th, where the guy almost jumps off a bridge and the angel helps me. It's a Christmas movie. I'm blanking on it. But like the guy goes up to the bar in that movie and he's like, do you know my name? Like, do you remember me? And the guy's like, get out of here. You're a drunk. And then like punches him. I almost did that to the bartender at Buffalo. Wild. I felt alone. It was weird. I was like on an Island, but I was hallucinating. But then I snapped out of it and I just realized, John, you're just watching men and women, um, half naked, very sweaty, run around, you know, throw each other on the ground, Bleed on each other, you know, maybe even punch or kick, touch each other, hug, maybe even kiss on the cheek on the end uh, while a bunch of people are screaming and throwing Budweiser from the upper deck onto everyone else. That's what you're watching. And that made me feel a little bit better. Still a little uneasy. I was like, what am I doing here? But then, you know, I started watching the main card. It was a great card except for one of the bouts. But the, the main event, that's really what I want to talk about. Um, and and it's it's a cool story. I, I personally think it's a cool story. And this, is, this has nothing to do with the fighting in general. It's more of an experience I had. I, I left the very Buffalo Wild Wings one year ago, almost to the day. I was also alone at that time, but I wasn't wearing a shirt. I didn't feel weirded out while I was there. I actually went there. I didn't buy anything for this one. I was watching another UFC card. And um, I, I just stood in the lobby because there's no seating room. And I think I had like five waters and like 15 veggie boats. It was great. I didn't pay for one thing. Oops. And I, I was well hydrated. I was well hydrated and I got my like veggie supply and veggie intake for the week. So it was, and, I, and it's a great entertainment. But no, I, I leave that Buffalo Wild Wings almost a year ago to the day. I leave buzzing with adrenaline like I'm talking, you just doorbell ditched your neighbor and you're running away and they actually came out and yelled at you and you think they're chasing you, but they're not. But then you go back with your buddies and you're kind of sweaty and you're fired up. Um, That's what I left with. And I'm on the phone with my friend Jake and and he he watched it as well. And we just saw this man named Daniel Cormier get knocked out by John Jones in spectacular fashion. I was a little bummed though I wanted Cormier, but it was unbelievable. Um, It's such a dramatic ending. But this time, a year around, you know, I leave the same Buffalo Wild Wings buzzing with adrenaline because that same man, I was on the phone with my friend Jake as well, but because that same man, Daniel Cormier uh, just knocked out the heavyweight champion, one of the best heavyweights of all time in the first round as an underdog, everyone called him a fake champion at light heavyweight, but he just defeated arguably the most accomplished heavyweight of all time in the first round My jaw dropped. I kid you not. I had to have someone pick up my jaw. It was down for about 30 seconds. Um, It was a little awkward. I had befriended a man named Taylor who was from Cleveland where the champion who lost was from. And it was a little awkward because I was happy that Cormier won. I didn't know what to say. I didn't actually say bye to him. I just left. And And we had been together for that, you know, probably 45 minutes. It was a little weird. Daniel Cormier wins the fight, is unbelievably happy. He's hugging everyone um you know it, it was a very hectic moment he gets on the microphone after the fight calls out another guy named Brock Lesnar and Daniel Cormier for those of you who don't know is also an analyst I think he's very well spoken I don't know what degree he got at Oklahoma State but he's a collegiate wrestler I think two-time runner-up um but I, I think he's a great guy I think he's a great role model I mean, I, th- I think he's a he's, he's a family man um coaches high school re- like gives back to community really I think he's an all-around standout guy and he gets he gets on the mic. He does this little spiel. Calls out this other guy, this this massive behemoth of a man. Is it appropriate to say behemoth? I think of behemoth as like mammoth, like a big guy. I didn't, I don't want to offend anyone. I, I, a very large, but a behemoth of a man walks in. Brock Lesnar um, and shoves Cormier. There's all this yelling, and it's brilliant. They're building for this massive super fight. Um, and it was just unbelievable. I didn't know any of that was going to happen. I, if uh, hypothetically, if I had to buy the card, which was I think sixty four ninety nine, I one hundred percent think five of the fights, one which was terrible, one hundred percent worth the money. It was great entertainment. I left Buffalo Wild Wings um, twenty dollars uh, twenty dollars less rich. Is it? Oh, sorry, twenty dollars poorer. I don't know why I said twenty dollars poorer. Um, maybe a little of my dignity was left there. You know, with the whole shirt incident. But I left buzzing on the phone with my friend Jake. And actually, it's funny. I got, I'm like, I, got a, I got a call from some family friends back home. Random call. It was great. Charles, great to hear from you. Kelly, everyone. Um, it was great. It was a great evening. I, I then went home. Um, and yeah, no, it was a good evening. So that, that was Saturday. Action-packed, all about it. Um, Sunday, uh, interesting day, was going to try to be an extra... Uh, for some Disney movie, we, me and my friend Blanche get to this hotel, and the line is out the door. We decide, nope, peel a quick ride, right and we're already back home. Um, what am I going to do with my day? I'm going to be honest. I don't know what happened from 12 p.m. to 2:30, but I do know this. I ended up at a local McMinimums pub. Um, oh no, I think I oh, what was he doing? Oh, I was I was just doing daily chores. I had to, I had to get some stuff done for tomorrow. But I ended up at a, at a local Minimums pub um, at 3 p.m. to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Couple takeaways: the movie was your typical Marvel movie. I'll give it a 7.3 because it was actually kind of funny. Like I actually was laughing a couple times. Paul Rudd. Was, Paul. Paul Rudd was Paul Rudd. To be honest, I don't. I still don't know what the deal with Paul Rudd is. Um, with that being said, uh, overall movie was good. One thing I just need to address. It kind of stems out from the movie. So this villain, I think her name's the ghost or something. Um, so she has a British accent in the movie. And apparently it's just... It, okay, so is the rule now if someone's a villain, we just throw a British accent on them? Because the, the girl was not from England. It's confirmed she's from Argentina. She was from Argentina. Unless I'm getting this completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure in the movie um, there was an accident in Buenos Aires, which last time I checked is not a city in England. I don't know though. I'm not good at geography. But last time I checked, Buenos Aires is the capital of Argentina. Is it the capital? Could someone please back that up? I know it's in Argentina. Why this girl had a British accent? I don't know. The man who t- the man who like took care of her was not British by any means. He was the guy from *Aquila and the Bee* who trained Aquila to do well in the spelling bee. He's not British. In the movie, he wasn't. In the in the movie, he was like a a, a quantum physics teacher at Berkeley. Does that make you British? Can someone just please explain to me where this woman got her accent? Because I'm literally, I'm fuming at the moment. It was almost funny too, but I'm fuming. Um, and if someone tells me, John, that's not a British accent. That's something else. You are out of your mind. What was that then? Is that a, is that a Canadian accent? No it's, not. no, it's not. And that's not an Argentinian accent. I know that for a fact. I heard Lionel Messi talk. He sounds nothing like that. That's the only Argentinian person I know. So that's my only sample, but we're just gonna run with that. And unless like, so here's the one scenario I see this working out, one scenario. After the professor finds this woman, this girl at the time, who's like seven, I think when he finds her in Buenos Aires, he, he, he decides to take her to England for some reason. And he teaches at Oxford and he has a good life there. And he meets a woman. All the while, this girl is in, like, a containment chamber um, or something because she's kind of has, like, a freak accident. And, oh, no, no, maybe he, okay, no, that doesn't explain it because I'm pretty sure she, no, no, okay, so before she hits puberty, she is immersed in the English culture so much to the point where she ditches her Argentinian accent and she learns perfect English and she adopts an accent as well in three years while our man is teaching at Oxford, falls in love but then has an interesting kind of breakup as he's like, no, I have to bring her back. She needs to join the special forces and she needs to be trained to be an elite operative. Um, is that a proper term? I don't know, but that, that's what needs to happen apparently. And I think that's the only scenario where she could have gotten a British accent. I don't know... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why we needed a British accent. I would have been totally fine if it was an Argentinian accent. To be honest, if she spoke Spanish and we had subtitles and it didn't really fit with the movie, like if she was the one character who had a big role and everything she had was subtitled, I would have been totally fine. That would have been interesting. I would have been kind of thrown off. And that 7.3 would have gone to like a 7.5 because I think that would have been pretty funny. Can't you just picture Paul Rudd trying to talk to someone who speaks Spanish and that we need a translator in the movie? We know what she's saying, but Paul Rudd needs to wait a minute before he can reply. That sounds good. I can, get, I can vibe with that, actually. I can vibe. Honestly, that might be a fun little... Okay, I'm going to write this down. Um, I didn't write it down. I just wrote a line my notebook. But no, everyone. Overall, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I didn't see the first one, so I was a little confused, but I quickly caught up because I'm unbelievably smart and talented um, and intelligent. So I was able to pick up on the plot line. Um, but, you know, it was a good movie. No, I'm kidding, everyone. I'm kidding. No, but it was a good movie, I would say. Um, overall, would I recommend someone see it? Yes. Why not? Matinee. It was $5 for a ticket. Come on. like, Why not? W- what else are we going to do? But, no. Overall, um, you know, classic Marvel. I went and got groceries. Uh, found myself at home spent a little too much at the grocery store. We're gonna forget about that And yeah, and the next thing, you know, I got the DiGiorno's pizza. I'm sweating as usual I'm very excited to fall asleep have the box fan all the way. I'm gonna go to sleep with no covers on But I'm gonna wake up a little bit early um, And a little cold so I'll put the covers on and I'll finish the nest uh, the rest of the night's sleep out pretty strong so Bottom line, everyone, um, whoa, well, look, there it is. I mean, that's the Monday Morning Commute podcast. Uh, thank you for rocking with me. Hey, it's going to be a great week. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that. It's, I, wh- why is it not going to be the best week of our lives? I don't know. I mean, you tell me. Let's have a great week. Everyone, Till next time.